Wilson. <laughs> Greetings. Greetings. Alyssa's currently <laughs> away from me and she is being blocked by a computer screen, so all I see is the top half of her face. <laughs> I see your nose and above. Yes, we're both Wilson <laughs> to each other. Yes. Good. This is Hello. all I've ever wanted. Hello there, Tim. <laughs> Hello. Well, Tim, Wilson. that's a great question that you have about whatever we were talking about. Nice philosophical question or mm -hmm. answer. Answer. That's wonderful. And off I go. Yep. No one will know who I am. Okay. Mm -hmm. Hey, everybody. Hi. How are you doing? How are we doing? Not well. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying. We're trying. I was, usually I write up like anything funny that I think of to put in. Let me just, was it? I'm sorry, I just like spat a little bit, I think. <laughs> Did you drill a little? No, oh. it was just like a flying one. Oh, sorry, yeah. And I was like sick. And I got distracted by it. My Alexa <laughs> Pro was working really well. Okay. But I usually write, like, anything funny or weird that's happened to me in the past, like, week or so. Yeah. In my notes before. And, like, I wrote literally, Truly nothing weird or funny has happened to me lately. Everything is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, very true. Unfortunately, very true. Before we dig into it, should we do the intro? Yeah. So, you like what I, what I wrote here, right? I mean, oh, you know, actually, it's true. <laughs> oh, boy. It's okay. Oh, boy. Hi. It's us. It's Northern Frights. It's Anna. And Alyssa. And we're Northern Frights. We're the podcast that talks about um, true crimery, weirdery, ghostery, uh, odd shenaniganry, mm -hmm. monsteries, <laughs> and other oddities Ooh. Ooh. in the Midwestery. Mm-hmm. Welcome. That is a family affair by Mary J. Blige, in case you didn't know what I was mumbling. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so should we get into some of the stuff that's happened locally, maybe, first? Yeah. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. So, everybody knows, got another, of course police shooting here in Minnesota, just mere miles away from the Derek Chauvin trial, which was, <laughs> yeah. 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 Heavy already. Heavy. So I just wanted to say to everybody that we hope everybody's doing okay the best that they can, mm -hmm. all circumstances considered. Yeah. Um, with the recent tragedies, like the killing of Dante Wright, and the hate crimes against the Asian American Pacific Islander community. We wanted to say that we stand with those who are oppressed by systemic racism and other forms of hate, and we hope that we can continue to be a place of comfort for our listeners. Yeah, we figured it'd be very important to address that. I think we yeah. also did um, last summer too with mm -hmm. the George, George Floyd. Floyd incident as well. Yeah. So just so. know we are with you in heart. Yep. And we're, we're doing what we can to fight the good fight. Yeah. And we hope that you guys are as well, doing as well. Yeah. So. But now it's time for some tee hee hees because I think we all need it. Yes. Um, I think a good way to start with that is I have two months worth of MUFON stats. <gasps> yes. Okay. <laughs> I'll go quickly here. Okay. Let's see. So for February, because it always references the month before. Mm -hmm. 
We had 415 sightings worldwide. Ooh. 325 were within the U.S. Um, notably, there were 11 Tic Tac shapes reported for the UFOs. Oh, they're going to be like, there's 11 TikToks, and I was like, I probably watched all of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had to specifically Tic Tac. Tic Tac, sure. Tic Tac sightings, shapes. Uh, Minnesota had seven. Michigan had 12. Mm -hmm. Wisconsin had four. Iowa had two. North mm -hmm. Dakota had two. And we had 14 entities observed. Ooh. <clears throat> for March, we had 500 and 91 worldwide sightings. Oh. The bulk of them were in the U.S. with 479. Mm -hmm. And the shape for that um, cycle overall was arch-shaped, which is di different. Yeah. So the aliens were arch-shaped? The craft oh, that was sighted. That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, they just have, like, bad posture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Minnesota had 11, Illinois had 19, Missouri had 16, Michigan had 9. Hmm. And we had 15 entities observed. Yes. So that's amazing. <clears throat> mm -hmm. <clears throat> and one personal thing for between you and I that we <laughs> had uh, an interaction with was mm. this beast. The beast. That Anna sends. So right before a meeting that we both attend, Anna sends this picture. Mm -hmm. And my reaction was, what the heck is that? And Anna seems super calm. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, right? Oh, so like, cute. Really and I'm going, what the heck is that? <laughs> so we get in our meeting. And of course, very professionally, I have to mm -hmm. address this photo. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I'm like, what was that picture you sent? And Anna, like I said, was like, so cute. It's a funny, fluffy doggy. And I was like, it's a dog? <laughs> and she's like, yeah. So, but what had ended up happening is the dog shape mm -hmm. is, if you're looking at it from the right to the left, you mm -hmm. can totally see it's a dog. Yeah. But when I first looked at it, and still when I first look at it, um, I look, my eye goes left, left to right, right, and it looks like this weird beast, beast bent dog. over with, like, sort of sitting on the ground. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my god. Mm -hmm. and like for, we'll put it up on the Instagram. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure it's like it was just like a Saint Bernard, like a yeah. black Saint Bernard dog or yeah. something like that, and it looked like a walking buffalo yeah. bison. It really did, and I also didn't see in the first picture you had sent me a like a leash and a mm -hmm. human detached. Mm -hmm. The first picture was sort of shortened and cropped or whatever, yeah. whatever happened with it. So I'm like, what is that? And it's right by your house. Like how you were like immediately like, this is a monster. <laughs> yeah. Even though like, you know that if it was a monster, I would have been like, you guys. High alert. Alert, alert, alert. There is a beast outside of my house. Yeah. I'm like, why is she being so calm about this? <laughs> And I'm just like, tee-hee-hee, -hee -hee, fluffy pup pup, nom nom. Yeah. So we definitely have to post it, see what you see. Mm -hmm. Where does your eye first go to, the mm -hmm. left to the right or to the right to the left? Everybody's going to be like, that's a dog. It's a dog. <laughs> yeah, the one um, sample pool outside of me and Anna, <laughs> I showed it and they were like, yeah, it's like a fluffy dog, maybe a um, poodle uh -huh. or something like that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. I'm just a weirdo. Everybody thinks it's <laughs> something that I don't think. <laughs> Wow. So that that was just pretty humorous. Yeah, that was a good time. 
for about like how like the entire morning you're just like what is it what is it and i'm like it's a dog and then oh okay and then you sent the second picture where clearly obviously the head's down it's Uh sniffing around i'm like oh okay that makes way more More. sense (laughs) it got you for about it was good five minutes and Mm -hmm. then you then we figured it out yeah i'm like why is anna so calm (laughs) how could you be calm at a time like this there's a monster outside of her house. I know. Especially when you regularly report on your neighbor's yep. odd activity. I was just yep. like, doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Do you want to know like a funny odd activity mm-hmm. that happened recently? Yeah. So I think this was when it was kind of warm out last week yeah. or so. Mm-hmm. We got to like the 80s. Yeah. It got yep. really warm. Um, which anybody who doesn't live in Minnesota, they like live in the south or something, they're like, it's not warm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yesterday it snowed here, so. <laughs> so we um, it's really warm. It's pretty warm. So I had gone outside, I think I was like throwing away some trash, mm-hmm. and I was walking up the ramp in our backyard, and I looked to the left, yep. and I can see like one of my neighbors was out and I was going to be like, oh, hi. And then I realized that he didn't have a shirt on and I was like, oh. And I just like took off back inside. Put your arm slowly I down. Like, hey, I was going to go inside. Make sure he doesn't see me. You might think I'm hitting on him and yeah. that's not what's yeah. happening. Well, and it's like before, like I've had some like stupid interactions with this guy oh, before. Sure. Like I had my cats out one time. Bandit, I should say, was out. And I was like, like bandit her, and all of a sudden he like pops up by the fence, and I was like, "Come here, bandit!" Like I didn't even like look over at him. I was just like, "Come here, bandit!" Come here, come to me. I'm not. I'm totally normal. I'm not making just random kisses. I'm not trying to give you kissy noises, sir. I'm just talking to my kitty cat. That's wonderful. I love that because you're like, "This is not about you, sir." I'm talking to my cat. I know you're married. <laughs> I'm talking to my cat. <laughs> I like how you didn't even acknowledge you. Yeah, like, I was just like, I'm trying not to be like, hi, you know. Hey. <laughs> 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 right. Like, look over. Like, good thing I wasn't, like, looking that way and going, like, because he'd been like. <laughs> what did they, yeah, he say when he popped up? He anything? didn't say anything because I was just like. Straight ahead, <laughs> looking and like in horror, just like mm, bandito. I love you, bandit. I love you, my sweet precious bandit pup. <laughs> you know, bandit's just like I'm eating grass. Like I don't want to talk to you. Yeah, I want to throw up later. Okay? <laughs> I got plans. I have, I have things to do. Throwing up is on my agenda. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so good. I love that. Um, I think about that all the time because I bring my dogs to the front yard. Mm-hmm. And how I interact with them, I'm like, I keep forgetting mm-hmm. I exist in a world that's bigger than my house. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, I'm probably the weird dog lady. <laughs> <laughs> Half the time I'm okay with it, but every yeah. now and then it, it sort of picks up and I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. be normal, be like, normal. I sound crazy. There was like yeah. a, a tweet I think that I had sent to one of my cousins. Let me see if I can find it, because it it's kind of related to that. It'll take me two seconds here. Sure. Oh, here we go. It says, all of this great vaccine news is making me so excited for the summer. When everyone reveals the unique way they are socially broken, they are now socially broken. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
will I sporadically talk like Dracula around friends because I've been doing that to my cat for some unknown reason? <laughs> you bet. Oh, yes. Hundred percent. Hundred percent, dog. We'll have to remember how to talk in company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you and I were talking earlier about even just voice level. Yep. Like, um, <laughs> in Zoom calls or similar kind of calls or, um... Through masks, mm-hmm. you all have probably experienced you have to project a little bit more. Yep. So we're going to have to learn how to bring our volume mm-hmm. down. Use our inside voices inside, again. Library voice. Library voices <laughs> Rather than just sitting next to each other and being like, how are you today? Yeah. Even like right now, I feel like we're talking yeah, loud. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. It'll be a changed world. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very well, good. That's all I have. That's all I got, too. Okay. So, like I said, nothing funny or weird has happened to me recently. Everything's just been <laughs> Just <sad>. terrible. <laughs> I agree. I am hoping we can get over this hump. Yeah. To where we have a little yeah. normalcy. Yeah. That'd be Laughter nice. and love. That'd be nice. <laughs> all right. All let's right. do paper, rock, scissors. Okay. Let me put my, my notes down here. All right. You win, Anna. Oh, I did win. You cut me. I cut you. <laughs> Excellent. I did it. I cut her. I <laughs> to talk about a cryptid today okay um because i was just like i was gonna do a true crime story and then i was like you know what i'm too sad yeah yeah and i'm so, oh man i'm ending with one so i'm sorry oh. ahead of time <laughs> cool maybe do you want to go first then no okay you won fair and square and you often i'm gonna just say it you don't always win it's true so take the win am i not a you winner go, you go wild it's true <laughs> So cryptid? Cryptid. What kind of cryptid? It is a werewolf. Ooh, yeah, I don't think we've done one. Not recently. Mm. Last one was uh, the Beast of Bray Road. Yeah, and that one was good. Mm -hmm. If you haven't heard it, it's one of our first episodes. It's so good, it still gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, I love that one. Definitely go listen to that. Yeah. Okay, so this one is the werewolf of Defiance, Ohio. Okay. It's going to be pretty short because there's, like, not a ton of information out there about it. Ooh, are we including Ohio and Midwest? Because I've come across yes. so many good Ohio. Yeah, we're going to just do it. Ohio, because... just to be clear. Ohio. Ohio. Oh, good, not good, Iowa. good. <laughs> All right, good. I had to clarify because you know my brain. Yep. All right. Okay. I'm excited. So, this is, it starts July 25th, 1972. Okay. Two employees at the local freight train company... Norfolk and Western train lines during a graveyard shift were inspecting a rail car braking system. Ted Davis, one of the men, told the Toledo Blade newspaper at that time Mm -hmm. that he saw two hairy feet. I looked up slowly and he was standing there with a big stick over his shoulder. (laughs) When I started to say something, he took off for the woods. He described the creature as having huge hairy feet, fangs, and it ran side to side like a caveman in the movies. <laughs> ran side to side. So began the sightings of the werewolf of Defiance, Ohio. I like it. Davis reported that the werewolf also carried a two by four. That's what the big stick was. Okay. Which he struck, which struck him on the shoulder. So this werewolf went bop bop on his shoulder. Okay. And Davis was like, excuse me. And then was like, oh my god, it's a werewolf. <laughs> and then he ran. And then the werewolf was like, bye. And then he just took it off side to side. It's because he's used to getting chased by, like, alligators. And that's how you all run them. You run. 
first encounter with the werewolf Mm -hmm. ted and another individual working at the train company tom jones saw it again it was watching them from the edge of the woods where it looked at them then turned and left that same night a grocery store employee coming home from work late at night reported seeing a hairy impossibly large dog-like creature run in front of his car other reports say that the grocer and the car stories were separate and that the grocer was attacked that night while the person in the car was somebody else so whether or not they're the same it's hard to determine based on research all right but it got spooked okay uh, davis and his co-worker both described the creature as being somewhere between six and eight feet tall Mm mm-hmm uh, people who saw the creature reported that it was wearing blue jeans mm-hmm. and was slightly hunched over. Noted, this is an interesting note, none of the reported attacks happened during a full moon. Okay. Yeah. Police began an investigation into the attacks. The public believed the attacks um, were probably like pranks by board teens, board mm-hmm. teens. Mm-hmm. But the local police chief at the time, Donald Breckler, considered the th- creature to be a threat to the community one resident near the railroad said if i see him the police are going to find out who he is because they'll have to take him to the hospital to get the buckshot out <laughs> so clearly the town was not super concerned no everybody in the town was like this idiot yeah. this stupid two by four <laughs> and his dumb run can't can't scare us no 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 most believed it was just some nut running around (laughs) (laughs) breckler said the descriptions made them believe it could possibly be a local wearing a mask but they all that they also believe whoever it was had a lot of natural hair too (laughs) okay uh, they were also puzzled by the motive of the creature. Of course. No one was robbed during the attacks, and it seemed to only show itself to men okay. and not women. Okay. They were also puzzled as to why it was so bold, but seemed to be scared off slash ran off so easily. Mm-hmm. All appearances by the creature were made in a two-block area of the depot and were done super close to the local police station. <laughs> okay. Sounds like... Bold. Bold. <laughs> But spooked easily. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A representative for the railroad depot stated that none of the other crewmen in the area seemed disturbed by the reports. Basically, nobody really was that scared of this werewolf. <laughs> nope. <laughs> like the chief police chief was just like, "Well, it's a little concerning because he's got a st- like a giant stick that he's smacking people with, mm-hmm. and scaring people with." Yeah. Uh, but everybody in the town is just like, "What a nerd." <laughs> <laughs> weirdo. <laughs> Police searched for the assailant for days, but eventually they ended their search. Okay. Defiance has had other strange phenomena, including UFOs, Ooh. a Dracula look-like yeah. running amok, and numerous other tales of weird sightings. Which, I tried to find the information on the Dracula look-alike. Mm-hmm. 
couldn't find anything, and I was really sad. Yeah, that'd be a good one if yeah. you find it. Dracula like, look-alike. I was like, yeah. That kind of reminds me of when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. There was, like, one night. It was just during the summer. We had the windows open. My computer. Okay, good. I was like, hello. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> um, I heard... No, we had the windows open. I looked outside. And it looked like some dude was running across our neighbor's yard. Because it was, like, dark out with, like, a light on. Like, a... Um, Street light or like, something. Not a street light. <sighs> light that people put in their yards to catch people who are walking through their yards. You know what I'm talking about. Not a strobe light. No. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, okay. Yeah. My brain will figure it out eventually. That's okay. Um, and it looked like somebody ran through the yard wearing a cape, and it oh, was wow. like Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> You've come! <laughs> I was like seven or eight years old, just like, oh my god, mm-hmm. there's Dracula in our neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> but also, who's wearing a cape? Yeah, right? <laughs> like it was probably just like some kid or something. But I was just like, oh my god, with a superhero god. costume. Yeah, on. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my god, it's Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew you as a kid. I feel like I was not as like. As I was. You sound this super cool. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't about. know. Well, that's Malia. See what she thinks. Yeah. Okay. Um, sightings of the werewolf lasted for like two months. Wow. But eventually they just like stopped. Okay. Um, one commenter on Astonishing Legends website. My voice just cracked. Okay. I'm going through puberty finally. Okay. Where'd it go? Website said, LOL, that was my friend's dad. He had a werewolf costume. <sighs> He said he quit because someone shot at him. Oh, man! <laughs> you don't play, homie. You don't play. And that is the story of the werewolf of Defiance, Ohio. Thank you. And those, um, the stuff I came from, the sources were cleeweekend.com. The story of the werewolf of Defiance is an Ohio local legend that still haunts by Zachariah Durr. Werewolf of Defiance from Paranorm101.blogpost.com. Nice. Werewolf Case in Defiance, Not Viewed Lightly by Police, <laughs> by James Stiegel for the Toledo Blade, ToledoHistoryBox.com, and Astonishing Legends website. Very good. So, I'm to give those sources, because I did a fantastic job. Very good. Yeah. I like the blue jeans. That's my favorite. The blue jeans. <laughs> yeah. I, I can just, well, I mean, you think about it. You think of like a werewolf and they turn into a werewolf. They still have clothes on at some point. They're not just like. Yeah. Professor Remus, right? Yeah. Wait. He was a werewolf. He, did he have any clothes on? Yeah. He always had. He wore tattered clothes because oh, he'd always rip them apart. That's true. <laughs> and, he, and people always thought he was. Ju- he got judged by basically for his attire. <laughs> and looking haggard. So if you are judging a person for their <laughs> raggedy clothes, just know they might be a vamp- uh, werewolf. Yeah. And will come and eat you. They could do it. They might hit you with a two-by-four. <laughs> I like the story better if he was just wearing, or um, holding a stick. Just a stick. I like yeah, the stick more stick than a two-by-four. Yeah. <laughs> just slugs over the shoulder. Found a stick in the yeah. woods and he's just... <laughs> yeah, I like the stick. <laughs> Running side. Side to side. Oh my god, no. I like it. It's like the opposite of Bigfoot. He he runs side to side. Yeah. With a stick over his shoulder. <laughs> and then he just turns and looks at you like, I got you. 
and then it goes back to also, um, speaking of Bigfoot, Anna and I were thinking of coming up with a workout exercise <laughs> involving Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. I think it would be a fantastic idea. <laughs> you can work your core. Mm-hmm. You can work your thigh muscles. Yeah. You can work your booty muscles. Mm-hmm. You can work your armies. And you look super cool doing it. You look it. so cool doing it. <laughs> if you do it out in the woods, people will start a legend that there's Bigfoot in your area, mm-hmm. and you'll be like, I did it. You'll be like, I'm the legend. I'm the legend. Uh, 40 years later, you'll have a nephew or niece saying, mm-hmm. that was my aunt. <laughs> <laughs> she was doing an exercise she, she was created. She an exercise video out in the woods. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. All right, my friend, ready? Can you tell us a sad story? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. My sources are southcoasttoday.com, forensicfilesnow.com, apnews.com, and chicagotribune.com. You had a real cool story. We'll see. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Leanne Meisner was working in sales and dreaming of finding her Mr. Wonderful when she fell in love with Michigan State University undergrad Michael Mick Fletcher at a Halloween party. Romantic. He asked the woman in a devil costume to take him to hell. <laughs> That's how they got together. Oh, Leanne she, and Michael. Was Leanne the woman in the devil costume? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. The couple married in 1993... And Leanne supported him financially through law school and looked forward to becoming a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. They moved to Hazel Park, which is a suburb of Detroit, and had a daughter in 1996. Mm-hmm. He went to work as a criminal defense attorney in 1997. Mm-hmm. Then, his mother-in-law says, he became suddenly cold. Money and power made him feel important, mm-hmm. she said. Those close to the couple say um, Michael never showed much interest in his family. Hmm. The Fletchers separated several times, and Leanne suspected him of cheating, but he denied it. So Michael meets Suzanne Krasnowski in 1996, which I believe is when their daughter was born. Yeah. yeah. While um, Susan, uh, Susan was campaigning for judgeship, becoming a judge. she older? I don't think she's much older, but probably a little bit at least, right? Is she older? (laughs) Wow. I don't have their their ages. Okay. Um, So Michael met Susan when she was campaigning for judgeship. Mm -hmm. Um, He became a research clerk for her and three other judges. Mm. After Susan's divorce in 1998, her relationship with Michael became more intimate. Mm Mm-mm. They exchanged gifts, cards, poems, and computer messages. Ooh, wow. Sassy. I love the verbiage, right? In 1999, um, Michael sued for divorce, declaring his marriage was unsalvageable, but he continued romancing Susan. Mm. As he had done before, a flower-bearing Michael... Returned to his wife, pledging he'd be a better husband and dad. Leanne took him back, and friends say their life together seemed to be going well. 
Michael, though, never file, uh, filed to have the divorce thrown out. So my oh. understanding was it was still, like, active. Sure. And two months before the incident, he was secret, secret, oh my God. He was secretly still seeing Susan three times a week. She had testified. And then on August 14, Leanne told family and friends that she was pregnant. The next night, Susan said, Michael paged her to say he had an hour free. The two rendezvoused for sex and, quote, he told me he loved me very much. (laughs) Judge Susan started steering a lot of valuable casework his way. Mm -hmm. They worked at the same court complex building in Warren, Michigan. Judge Susan, then 33 mm-hmm. and recently divorced, believed Michael's classic cheating husband line about having a platonic relationship with his wife. Sure. <laughs> Quote, um, he was sucking up to her and making all kinds of promises, uh, Jack, Leon's father, said. Mm-hmm. Surely no one would suspect a sweet husband like him of plotting to kill his wife. He even tried to make the murder part of a date night, <laughs> but um, an unorthodox date night. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I believe August 14 is when Leanne told uh, family and friends she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. The next day, um, he had sex, I think, with Susan. And then that same day, the couple went out to dinner with Leanne's parents and told them the good news that Leanne was pregnant. During that dinner, Michael asked Leanne's parents to watch their daughter, Hannah, Mm -hmm. which was odd because this would be the first time that they were ever asked to babysit little Hannah. Interesting. The grandparents agreed, Mm -hmm. and when asked what the couple was going to be doing, they told the parents that they were going to the, do you have a guest? Movies. Firing range. Oh, boy. Okay. Leanne's parents found this to be incredibly odd because yeah. Leanne did not like guns and was actually terrified of guns. Oh, yep. But Leanne responded with, oh, mother, he's not going to shoot me. <laughs> oh, no. Which I can see yeah. someone respond. Yeah. Uh, then on August 16th, 1999, mm-hmm. um, they left their daughter, Hannah, who was three at the time, with their in- his in-laws. Mm-hmm. And Michael took Leanne to the shooting range to teach her how to use a gun. Mm-hmm. After their date, they returned home and had sex. Oh. He then called 911 and pleaded for help after his wife accidentally shot herself while he was out of the room. Oh, God. He claimed she was reloading the gun when it mm-hmm. happened. Yep. FYI, according to a CDC study... 86% of the 582 people who die of unintentional self-inflicted gun wounds mm-hmm. annually are men. So oh. it's yeah. just a stat there for you. Okay. Investigators determined the bullet originated at a distance of at least 12 inches from Leanne's oh. head. Oh, my God. Entered through her ear and uh, traveled straight horizontally from there. Jeez. And... This is just a weird quote, but it sort of illustrates how difficult that would be. Mm-hmm. 
Quote, a person would need monkey arms to create that kind of wound, the police maintained. Because they'd have to be... Yeah. I mean, imagine. Yeah. You'd have to hold it really far really out. Far. And if it entered by your ear, that means your hand's really funky. Yeah, you're like in a weird position. Like, we're both just sitting here just like... <laughs> trying to do it? Because this is about 12 inches. Well, it's like, guessing. I saw a TikTok where it's like, you can't touch your shoulder with your palm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, mm. Do it now, everybody. <laughs> Yes. Okay. okay, so so the bullet originated at a distance of at least 12 inches from Leanne's head, entered through her ear, and traveled straight horizontally in a line from there. In- instead of putting on some clothes for on his wife, I should say, uh-huh. before EMTs got there, Michael left her half undressed in only a bra and tank top on the floor. Mm. The police theorized that Michael planned the shooting range trip so there would be an explanation for any gunpowder residue on his skin or a tire. But he couldn't explain away the high-velocity blood splatter on his shirt cuff, suggesting that Michael was just inches away from his wife when the fatal shot was fired. Interesting. No such blood spray was found on his wife's hands or body. Though the gun was blood-covered, mm-hmm. a scientist testified at trial. Mm-hmm. The defense wanted the judge to rule the shirt inadmissible, arguing it was illegally seized, but um, I believe it was allowed in. Good. Investigators subsequently discovered a trove of steamy notes exchanged between Michael Fletcher and Judge Susan Krenzowski via both email and greeting cards. What was that? Were they computer messages? <laughs> computer messages. Yes. They even found at least one picture of the judge, quote, disrobed. <gasps> so. Naughty. Uh, let's see here. Although the salacious headlines about the case and. Un- Undoubtedly embarrassed the judge, she, quote, tried to put on a brave face and continued to work and show up at community functions, according to a, um, account from 1999. The State Judicial Tenure Commission, which investigates alleged judicial misconduct, found that Susan had assigned Michael to represent 64 indigent clients since 1998, mm. which is three times the assignments he got from all three of the other court's judges that he worked for. It alleges that Susan failed to disclose her relationship with Michael to opposing lawyers mm-hmm. and did not qualify herself from presiding over cases, though Susan says that many of the cases she... um. In many of the cases, she was only making sentencing decisions, and many of the assignments came when, quote, there was no ongoing relationship with Michael. Sure. And then, of course, the commission requested a misconduct hearing. By this time, her formal flame, Michael, had been convicted of second-degree murder and gotten a life sentence plus two years on a felony firearms charge in July 28th of 2000. Michael showed no emotion, but his parents sobbed when the judge handed down the sentence, which was the maximum allowable under law. Leanne Fletcher's family and friends cheered and cried on hearing the sentence. Mm -hmm. Gloria Meisner, which is Leanne's mom, said, quote, I feel wonderful. I feel wonderful about the comments from the judge. He didn't get away with it. This was justice for Leanne, unquote. Michael's parents continued to back their son. 
Quote, he's been pro-life all his life. He absolutely loved his child. There is no reason he could never do it, unquote, Darla Fletcher said. Sure, Darla. <laughs> Judge Susan Krinzowski received a six-month suspension in December of 2001 for steering cases, which she had presided over as a judge. Um, so she was got that suspension for steering cases to Michael, and initially lying about the relationship. The authorities never implicated her in the murder, and she resumed her position as a judge and stayed on the job until 2003. Hmm. Her work history leaves a gap uh, for the three-year period afterward, and in 2006, she started her own practice specializing in criminal and family law in Mount Clemens, Michigan, and as far as we know, it continues to operate today. Hmm. Michael Fletcher hasn't caught any breaks. <laughs> he lives behind 12-foot high-razor ribbon fences at the Thumb Correctional Facility Thumb. in Lapeer, Lapeer, Michigan. Lapeer? Sure. That is a level 2 prison, which is low to medium security. Sure. Michael's request for another trial, based on the claim that reenactments of the crime unfairly influenced the jury, was <laughs> rejected in 2004. Mm-hmm. The Michigan Department of Correction lists his minimum sentence as life. Good. And then, here's a little sad thing, but I wanted to throw it in because it sort of illustrates what murder can do. Yeah. Young Hannah, at times, cries out to join her mother in heaven as both sets of her grandparents tangle in court over her custody. Sure. Quote, every night she gets sad about her mother, about not baking cookies and pies with her and stuff like that. She always says... I miss her so, so much, Aww. says Leanne's mother. And then here's some pictures of the Leanna. folks. Ugh. So you have Leanne, Michael, or as he goes, his nickname, Mick. Mick. There's okay. two of him and then the judge. Okay. She and the judge, like, Leanne and the Susan kind of look alike. Yeah, I agree. It's a little weird. It's sort of like Susan's the, um, what's that photo session from, like, the 90s or 2000s? Oh, the glamour shots. Glamour shots of mm-hmm. Leanne, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, so oh. that's the case of L- the murder of Leanne Fletcher. Well, I'm glad that there was justice. Yeah. And also, he's a barf person. Barf, major barf. He's a major barf guy. <laughs> <laughs> Sad face. Sad well, I think what we'll wrap up with is if you've ever seen a werewolf, yes, a Dracula lookalike, yes, or have any interesting stories about UFOs or anything, feel free to reach out to us. Yeah, you can get a hold of us at northernfrights19 at gmail.com, mm-hmm. on our Instagram at northernfrightspod, and be sure to rate and review us on Apple, iTunes, iTunes. and just give us a follow. Give us a follow. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. All right, y'all. Yeah. (laughs) Have a great week. You guys have a great week. (laughs) Things will hopefully get better. Oh, okay. We're going to be done now. Goodbye. Love you. Okay, bye. Bye.